Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Pilot Riot podcast, where we watch new pilots on TV and then review them. For you. For you. I'm Peter Humbarger. And I'm Madeline Palmen. And this week we watched Kicking and Screaming on Fox and Trial and Error on NBC. That's right. So I wasn't here last week, right. but Matt did a great job. He sure did. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still haven't watched Feud. Oh, okay. Honestly, you don't. Really? Yeah. It, no, it was. I, pre- I think I need to. Did watch you it. listen to the episode? You could you get a little <laughs> review of it. <laughs> yep. I sure did. You could, it can help you decide whether or not you want to watch. Yeah, I want to watch. Um, it was pretty good. It just wasn't as kind of like impactful as I wanted it to be. But I thought it was alright. Was it campy? No, not super campy. It wasn't super campy. It was pretty grounded. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it was like a it was like the first hour of a biopic, biopic, however you want to say it. Yeah, how do you say it? Biopic. However you want to say anything. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, how was New York, Peter? It was good. It was I cold. was there. It was well, actually, one of the days it was really nice. It was like no, it was it wasn't that cold in New York. I just use as as an excuse to not go outside. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do when you weren't going outside? Well, I was staying in the hotel room for a lot of my visit. I was there for like That's so depressing. <laughs> I was there from like Tuesday evening to Thursday evening, mm-hmm. and then all of Thursday I was busy. But then I did like, you know, walk around a little bit. But I just watched a lot of Bravo shows. <laughs> and I watched a ton of Bravo and HGTV shows. To be like, fair, when I was living in New York, I did a lot of the same. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really feel that motivated. I mean, I like, saw the stuff. I was staying at like 31st and 7th or 6th. Yeah. That's the problem with the winters there is that they're so brutal and you have to go outside to go do anything. Like you have to be outside so much. <laughs> I mean, it really everywhere. wasn't brutal. It was like 60. <laughs> That's okay. That's was, not brutal. No, it was really that's nice. That's not outside. brutal. Yeah, I'm thinking I thinking like, didn't even have to wear a jacket. <laughs> so you like really have no excuse actually. No, no I just like didn't feel like moving around. <laughs> what did you watch? Um, Southern Charm. Oh, such a good one. Yeah, it's kind of a weird show though. Yeah, it is because they're all a little bit too old. Except for Catherine, who's a little too young. <laughs> I have no idea who Catherine is. Catherine is the redhead. Oh, she, well, they were going on, like, this trip, so, and she didn't go. Oh. Or maybe she did. I don't know. I was, like, half paying attention the whole time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But, yeah. But, yeah, she's, like, younger than me, and Thomas is, like, older than my dad. Oh, Thomas is really old. Thomas being her baby daddy, yeah. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, she's, like, 23, and he's, like, 57. Oh, the, oh, okay, okay. Because he does look exceptionally old. I know. He's hot, though. Hmm. Like, I would yeah. let him knock me out, probably. <laughs> Irresponsibly. <Yeah. laughs> Twice. <laughs> like she did. Really? She has two babies, yeah. Oh, wow. From him. From him. <laughs> this conversation took a turn. <laughs> it took a real turn. So what did you do while I was in New York? Um, I looked at the window waiting for you to come home. That's not true at all. Classic. <laughs> um, I played with my dog, and I went on a lot of job interviews, and... Um, I gave my dog a bath today, and um, I watched some Real Housewives. We're, we're editing this out because this is really sad. This is like the <laughs> saddest little story I've ever told. No, it's been a little bit of an uneventful week for me. Um, just a little ho-hum, just a little bopping, bipping a bopping around Hollywood. Oh, we can hear the helicopter. Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to K-Town. There's yeah, seriously. There's always a helicopter circling. 
just dodging crime. <laughs> yeah. Just dodging just crime at every walks turn. Away from Why, murder. Kimchi, yeah. <laughs> Why do you eat your kimchi? That's K Town for you. <laughs> Blocks away from Korean markets and murder. <laughs> it's really the full, that's really the full K Town experience. That's like really true. Yeah. Like I can go get some stew or I can go get kelp. Okay, but like K Town is actually like not that bad of an area. Like I know, I love living here. Yeah. <laughs> but there are always a lot of helicopters. Yeah. Tons. I think yeah. there's a lot of stolen cars in East Hollywood. Yeah. It's not that harmful. <laughs> it's not that bad. What should we start with? Let's start with Trial and Error. Okay. So, Trial and Error. You can catch it Tuesdays at 9 on NBC. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they are doing this thing where they're airing two episodes a week. Oh, really? Yeah. That's new. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so the first two episodes <laughs> premiered um, yes, well, on Tuesday, this, <laughs> Tuesday of this week. And then the next two will be uh, will air on next Tuesday. Oh, interesting. The oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. I wonder how many episodes there are. I don't know. So it's about, the, it's like a, a murder case. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So going into this show, I didn't really know a ton of what was about. Like I would yeah, say I had no idea what it was about a couple of days ago. I just knew that we were watching trial and error and I thought it was going to be like another legal procedural, like another network legal procedural. And I was pleasantly surprised to find out that it's not, it's like, it's a show that's very much in the style of parks and recreation in the office. It's kind of like, you know, now that those shows are over, they're almost trying to introduce a new, like a show to replace it in that style, Ex- except it's about a murder and a lawyer who's defending like kind of an eccentric guy who is a- accused of his wife's murder, but who, you know, we're pretty sure didn't do it. Um, and this eccentric is played by John Lithgow, which was just a nice little surprise. And also, what inter- else was he in? He's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, he's a really famous actor. The first thing that I think of, let's IMDb him. The first thing that I think of is what he, he had this amazing turn in the fourth season of Dexter as a murderer. Um, if you haven't seen the fourth de- season of Dexter, watch it. As far as I'm concerned, it's the last season of Dexter. Because <laughs> the last three seasons were just literally unwatchable. So let's see. He was in... Oh, yeah. He played... Most recently, he played Winston Churchill in The Crown. He was great in that. Oh, he was um, like the lead on Third Rock from the Sun. When mm. that was a really popular okay. little sitcom. Um, and he's been in... So that's what he's most known for. But he was he's also been in like... Uh, dream girls and like little movies here and there. But yeah, he's a great actor. So did you see the show, Angie Tribeca? Yeah. Oh, I think I told you to, I told you about that. Like, no, I, I like knew of it independently and had watched okay. an episode. Okay. It, that show was bad. There's Angie Tribeca might be the worst show of all time. But this show kind of reminded me of Angie Tribeca. Really? Where it was so, so much like slapstick humor, but that wasn't actually funny. Like the slapstick? Maybe not slapstick. I didn't think it was that funny though. Trial and error. Yeah. Slapstick the, humor. What? <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to think of what the what the word Wait, for the humor you that you want is. The situation again that you were talking about. See, the, but the, where it's like like you know that it's supposed to be funny, but it's just not that funny. Like it doesn't. None of the jokes really land that well. I think that that's just not that funny. I think that the word you're looking for is just like, like not that funny. Yeah, it's just not. Well, okay. I found it to be much more like it was almost forcing itself in the category yeah. of Parks and Recreation and The Office. I didn't find it to be that much like Angie Angie Tribeca, except 
in the fact that it wasn't that funny when it was trying to be funny. But for me, it definitely had some moments that were funny, but I, but only like half of the jokes landed really. Yeah. So our, it was just like a dumb, it was like a dumb, there were a lot of dumb plots, you know, like, yeah, like idiots in the show. Right. So our protagonist is Nicholas, uh, played by Nicholas D- D'Agosto. I almost said D'Agostino. <laughs> I'm just feeling really New York-y after we <laughs> talked about it. Um, it's a grocery store in New York for our listeners who don't know. Um, and he plays Josh, who is the lawyer from up north who comes down to South Carolina to represent this guy. Um, John Lithgow's character, his wife's family is, re- is like a wealthy tobacco family. And they believe that John Lithgow didn't do it. So in the words of um, the wife's brother, he's talking about why he hired a firm from up north. And he's like, my father always told me that if you ever found yourself on the wrong side of the law, hire yourself. And then he strokes his nose and goes, a Northeasterner. Like, obviously (laughs) meaning a Jew. (laughs) And uh, so he's the Northeasterner who comes down to... Oh, I did not get that until just now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he was was saying. That's what he was trying to say. That's pretty funny. (laughs) See, maybe it was funnier than you realized. (laughs) You're just dumb. (laughs) You're just a big old dum-dum. And so... Yeah, so and, <laughs> it's really funny. And, <laughs> it's funny. And Josh is like um, a like super young, hungry lawyer. He says like really cheerily in his first interview, like a murder case is going to be huge for me, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. is like really excited about it. And um, I have to say, I really appreciate it. So he comes out of the airport and he's picked up by his lead investigator on the case, whose name is Dwayne Reed. And I. And Josh made a little joke about Dwayne Reed. And as a recovering New Yorker, I really appreciated the Dwayne Reed joke. <laughs> I love what he said, like, the, Dwayne then said, like, well, now I'll have something to see if I ever make it to New York. Yeah, Josh is like, there's, there's some other points of note as well. But yeah. the drugstore is pretty good, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, and basically they go to the... Um, I want to call it an arraignment hearing, but I don't think that's what it is. No, the bail hearing. The, okay, yeah. And uh, they set bail at $7 million. And yeah, don't you remember in that when uh, when the Josh is introducing himself to the wife's brother who yeah, hired I, him? Yeah, and he stroked his nose again, but I was like, why is he stroking his nose? But he also <laughs> said it. He said like, oh, yes, you know, my dad was born a Northeasterner and my mom converted to Northeasternism. <laughs> oh. And then he goes, and then as he walks away, he goes, Shalom. <laughs> Which that should have been your clue. <laughs> yeah. They threw that in there for the dumb dumbs who didn't know. <laughs> you didn't even quite catch that. I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. That's good. That's good though. But so some other actors in the show. Yeah. Uh, a lot of TV actors. Yes. So there was um, the assistant. So there's the team of three. So there's the young lawyer and then Dwayne Josh, Reed. Josh, Dwayne Reed. And then the third one who you may recognize as... Tracy Jordan's wife yes. from 30 Rock. Yes, Sherry Shepard. And she, yeah, Sherry Shepard. And she has all of these mental problems, these like neurological issues. Yeah. So like the first face thing. Amnesia. Yeah, the first thing that um, we walk into is we find out she has face amnesia, which that was pretty funny. I was like down for that. And then she and she was talking about how like, you know, she can't recognize anybody. She she meets Josh, and then he like comes back in to talk to her and she like doesn't know who he is. I thought that was pretty funny, but then later she has dyslexia. Not so funny. And then later she has, um, you know, like she reveals that she has like an inappropriate, like emotional reaction to things. So she is laughing all the time when they're talking about the really serious points of the murder. That didn't land. No, not funny. No, that wasn't funny. But no. they, uh, the face part was funny. The face part was funny. But it was funny. also just like, why? 
I mean, that's what I'm talking about, where it was, like, supposed, it was trying to be funny, but it was, like, a, like an idiot plot. Like, yeah. like, just, well, that wouldn't happen. A lot you know, of, a lot yeah, of a lot of stuff like, didn't well, land. Yeah, like, that wouldn't, that's not realistic. Um, the face amnesia thing was funny because it came back in the plot later. Like, the wife's brother who hired the attorney <laughs> comes in at one point, and he's really, really mad, and he was yelling at her. And, uh... Oh, I, you know what? I ruined the joke, actually. So she says that like a man came into the office and he was yelling at her and really, really mad. And they're like, what did he look like? She's like, I drew a picture. And she holds up a picture of a guy with a blank face, like just a circle for his head. But he was wearing a bow tie and smoking a cigarette. So they knew from those other features that it was the wife's brother who hired the lawyers. Oh, sorry that I ruined the punchline. It was it was a cute show. It was cute. I liked it. I thought John Lithgow was funny um, from watching the extended trailer. I think that the best is yet to come. I like I love the idea of making a farce of the true crime genre because it's so popular right now. So um, yeah, so I appreciated that a lot. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I would watch this show again. I think I'll watch it again. I just don't really like network shows that much. I mean, I'm with you. There's there are some really genius network shows out there, or there have been in the past. Maybe I should say like This Is Us. You wouldn't like This Is Us. No, I don't think I would. I watched one clip from This Is Us where like a doctor was like telling Milo Ventimiglia like really heartfeltly about like the time he lost a child because Milo Ventimiglia just lost a child. And it was like the cheesiest thing that's ever happened to me. It's such a good job. And it sounded like it was written by a 14 year old, <laughs> like good. aspiring playwright. And I was not on board. <laughs> so no, I don't think I would like that show at all. <laughs> well, that's like the epitome yes. of a network show I will never watch. But trial and error, I would watch again. So I'm going to give this episode, this pilot, I'm going to go ahead and give it, you know, I'm going to give it 2.75 stars, much like I gave the arrangement last week. 2.5 feels too low, but three feels too high. I'd give it 2.5. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I did laugh. There were some laughs. Yeah. I would say that like half of the jokes landed and then the other half didn't. And also I don't know how much I... You know, the lead character, Josh, the uh, lawyer, he's supposed to be like the straight man. And to me, he wasn't like that effective of a straight man. I found him to be, I think I was joking with Peter, like on the way we were talking about the different actors' names and stuff. And I said, oh yeah. And he, he asked me what his name is. And I said, uh, what the actor's name. And I said, I think it's Blandy McBlanderson. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a friend. He, it was just, he was just a little, <laughs> he was forgettable. Um, Good hair though. Yeah, he was on Heroes. I recognize um, Nick, Di- Nick, Nick. I keep wanting to say D'Agostino. Nick D'Agosto from um, Heroes. And I thought he was pretty good on Heroes. But I thought he was a little too straight. For, like, as a straight man. I don't mean sexuality-wise. I mean humor-wise. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Pilot Riot. <laughs> Season one, episode five of Pilot Riot. <laughs> Part five. <laughs> 5.2. So this week we also watched Kicking and Screaming, uh, which is the show and not the movie with... Yeah, um, with Will Ferrell, the soccer movie. Well, I don't think it was Will Ferrell. It was the other guy from that movie, from um, Talladega Nights. It was Will Ferrell. Let's Whatever. Go. So the, it was kicking and screaming on Fox. It was a reality competition show. It was basically really similar to. <laughs> it was really similar to Survivor and Stranded with a Million Dollars. Kicking and screaming. Will Ferrell. Will yeah. Ferrell. But also Robert. Wait, no, Robert Duvall is in the guy. I don't know who I was thinking of. But either way, I was thinking of the the other brother from um, Step Brothers. John C. Riley. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, so this show, I'll break it down for you. So okay. there's there's ten. There's it's two, a survivor knockoff. Yeah, a shitty survivor knockoff. Yeah. So there's two groups of ten. One group are these, like, like survivalists, I guess. Notification sound. So sorry. Can we silence our phones? <laughs> Please. Have some respect for the pod. And the other, so they're all like really into the outdoors and they all have these like backstories. There, a lot of them were army. Um, and then on the other hand, then there's these uh, 10 people that are these like. They call them the novices. They've the novices. never even, they've never even been camping. They're like really high maintenance. Yeah, really high maintenance. Like there's like a they're like, like a Houston the, cheer, like an Atlanta cheerleader, and like a fashion student, and like a model, like everything you can <laughs> yeah. imagine. So it kind of it was very similar to Stranded with a Million Dollars. So every survivalist gets paired with a yeah. novice, and they both have to like each team has to like make it and be in it and stay in it, and then at the end they can eat, they, the each uh, you know the team that wins can win a million dollars between the two. Five hundred thousand. But but it's a million between the two of them. Oh really? Yeah. I thought it was okay. Regardless, Regardless a lot of money, more money, money than they have now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they pair them based on their personalities, and they say that they're like the exact opposites. Although at some points, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> at some points in the show, they're like we're really similar. Like, I'm really glad we were paired with each other. And then... Yeah, and like... kind of, like, undermines the whole premise of, yeah. like, being paired with the opposite. Yeah, like, for example, they pair the hottest survivalist guy with the hottest novice girl. He was so hot. And she was... All, I mean, she was really hot. But, but there was something about them that, like, skeeved me out. I was, like, not into them as a, as a couple. Like, I don't want them to win. Or as, as a team or a couple. Like, I don't want them to win because they would just be, like, too predictable. Yeah, but he has, like, these, like, big tattooed arms. Ugh. I wasn't so really? excited by ben? it. <laughs> I, I could care less about ben, ben and Juliana. I have like face amnesia towards Ben. <laughs> like I don't remember. I could like I saw him several times on my screen today when I watched. I don't remember him. I couldn't pick him up out of a lineup. Well, they were the most um, remarkable. I would say they won the challenge. They won the challenge. Okay, so this, yeah. <laughs> so let, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's let's take a few steps back. Let's take it back. So they have challenges every week. So it's kind of like um, like road rules. Or I've never seen road rules. It's, pro- it's also like Survivor. So there's a challenge. And if you win the challenge, then you either have power or prize, they mm-hmm. call it. And prize is some like luxury that they've been missing out Bit missing out on it, but then power you can send one team to elimination. Yeah, so it's will, like yeah. So there's a challenge, and whoever wins gets either the prize or the power, and whoever loses goes to the elimination challenge. Yeah. So if you win the challenge and you choose power, you can decide which other team is going to, to compete against the losing team in the first challenge at the elimination challenge. Yeah. yeah. And then at the elimination, there's some other challenge. Test of physical and surviving strength. <laughs> exactly. Actually, exactly both. <laughs> Equal perfect parts. marriage of the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then one team goes home. Yeah. I think this was probably all filmed in, what, 10 days? Well, they say 28 days, which is, you know, 12 days shorter than the 40 days. That's 12, right? Yeah. That's going to be <laughs> that the people were stranded with a million dollars. That's how long they're on. So I wanted to quickly point out, first of all, I love the survivalist aspect because my dad fancies himself a survivalist, which he's not really. He's just kind of a hobbyist doomsday prepper. 
And, but I don't think he could, to him, he could survive in the jungle. Like he hiked the Appalachian Trail. Like if you asked him, he'd be like, I could do that. No problem. But he probably, he would probably have some problems. (laughs) He would struggle. Um, (laughs) And I loved that this show, you know, like I, I keep comparing it to Strand with a Million Dollars because we just watched that. But I liked that. I thought it was interesting how this show also takes place like on a remote island near Fiji. And it makes me wonder. The same one. (laughs) Yeah. It makes me wonder if there is some like just giant remote area like on an island in the South Pacific near Fiji that where, where all of the reality competition survival shows go to film. And it's just like, <laughs> like, the, like, like there's old command hooks up on trees from like where they, like where the last production had cameras stationed. Like that's what I picture. <laughs> it's like one small island. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's and what the I only people that go to the resort and then the other side are just production people. Yeah, it's just a resort for production crews. It's <laughs> yeah. not even for it's, tourists. It's like <laughs> NBC and MTV own like a timeshare. Yeah, a timeshare. <laughs> a timeshare. A timeshare built by that guy on the family on Queen of Versailles. Oh my God. <laughs> so th- they really focus on the novices' backstories though. The, yeah. the survivalists are kind of just there because, you know, they're going to survive because they can do whatever. Yeah, and there's lots of like super guys with like they're super like masculine guys with like a lot of toxic masculinity built up inside but they're like in their confessionals they're like half yelling at the camera about how they're gonna like fucking do this bitch and stuff <laughs> yeah it's but it doesn't really make sense why they're on the show to make money okay but <laughs> that's why anyone does any of these know, shows but it's like they don't need the money. So there's... What do you mean they don't need the money? It's $500,000. Okay, but listen, there's there were a lot of novices that were just like talking about how they just live these luxurious lifestyles. So the, the middle-aged black woman, she was like... I mean, she was really just a housewife. You know, she was like... What was the line? Why get married and have a husband if you have to take out the trash? Oh, uh, yeah. She's talking about all the things she doesn't do that she makes yeah. her husband do. Um, no, I hear you. I guess I hear you there, but also with the novices, it was weird. Like, there was a, a lady who used to be on Baywatch, Angelica. There was um, Michael O's wife. Michael O is, like, a uh, television personality who used to be, like, a big football player. And I think this that kind of goes to show that, which I hate to say it, I hate to break the illusion, but most people who are on reality shows have agents and want to be actors. And so I think that just goes to show the truth in that. So I think like those novices, like the people who theoretically like wouldn't need the money uh, are like looking for exposure. But at the same time, like I think also people underestimate like how much money you can actually make from being like a C-level person in Hollywood. Like you maybe make like two fifty a year, but $500,000 would still be a big deal to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But they, but none of them were like, well, some of them were single. And that's what, I mean, I get those people. The people, like the girl that was the Atlanta uh, NFL cheerleader. Or my personal favorite, Maxwell, Maxwell. the fashion student <laughs> with the world's smallest. Really unfortunate looking guy. Really, just the smallest head I've ever seen in my life. Fashion student with a really bad fashion sense. True. But I liked him. He was my favorite. I wanted to stay through oh, really? to the end. Yeah. He was funny. I liked when he described himself as an indoor cat. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. I too am an indoor cat. <laughs> when, he, uh, when he said that he was talking about his uh, survivalist teammate, he was like, she looks just like so clean. She looks like a mix between Mother Earth and 
time. I don't remember who the other person was. <laughs> way, but, to, way to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, way to ruin that joke. I mean, he was like, she just looks like she lives so clean. And I just live, like, so dirty. Yeah, he's like, my body <laughs> is full of chemicals. Which I div- I liked... The, the, there were some differences in the survivalists, which I liked. I would say like half of them were like macho army type guys. And then there was like this woman who I would describe as earth mother, who his partner, uh, Maxwell's partner, who he, Peter was just uh, talking about. She wore this headscarf this whole time, which may have been yeah, like a play for producers. I think that the producers told her to do it to make her look more earthy and ethereal. But she was, she was very like earth mother like she definitely burns sage at home oh yeah um and there was another guy who was kind of like the male equivalent of that he was like very zen very like long long beard braided gray hair um it really makes you wonder like what these people have been doing their whole lives surviving peter surviving Surviving. (laughs) (laughs) i wish they had someone that was like I was homeless for 20 years. <laughs> that would be good. Well, I'll bet you a million dollars. I'll bet you all the money. The, one of my favorite lines from Gilmore Girls, I'll bet you all the money in my purse plus a million dollars that all of those survivalist people want a survivalist show, and that's why they're on it too. Yeah. They want to up their survivalist profile. Mm. That's what Oh, that's it. That's a good idea. That's like they, a, want, they want like a like man versus... acting real. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's that show, Man versus Wild or Man versus something? They want shows like that, like Bear Grylls. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. want. It, they all want to be the next Bear Grylls. Is um, it Grylls? Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I'm saying that right. Grylls. J- Jade is like on his phone, but like just casually <laughs> nodded from the corner. That like, yep, that's correct. I was living for those pronouns. Jade was on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Um, what should we talk about next? So yeah, so we meet the novices and stuff. And I thought it was really funny how like they show, yeah, so they showed their backstories a lot more than the survivalists because they're more interesting because they're like the, we're all supposed to be laughing at them basically. And excuse Jane while she gets some more wine. Oh, I used weird pronouns that time. Sorry, that was like a reflex. Um, not that it's a reflex to use feminine pronouns just because of the Jane. Never mind. <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, so we get a lot of backstory from the novices and I thought it was really funny how like the producers had them all doing like the most indulgent things possible. Like they had Maxwell like in a bathrobe with a glass of champagne with his like little chihuahua, like wanting his chihuahua. And his boyfriend. Yeah. And I'm like, Maxwell probably doesn't do that on the reg. (laughs) (laughs) And his boyfriend's like doing his hair, like like, where the hair is red. He's like, Watch out for the champagne. I mean, like, I don't want to say this, but, like, watch He's out. like, seriously. I didn't get the sense that that was his boyfriend. <laughs> like, I got the sense that was a hair person. I don't think that a fashion student <laughs> like Maxwell it can afford, like, a hair person to just, like, come into his house to, like, style his hair while he drinks champagne and pets his chihuahua. Me neither, but Fox can. <laughs> so you think that it was, like, all staged? I assume that it was his boyfriend. But maybe not. I mean, he was definitely gay. Like I don't think that was his boyfriend. We're gonna have to reevaluate. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that he would. There also a, there was a really weird guy to girl ratio. There were like three guys in the novices. Yeah, but that's also because there's only two female survivalists. Oh yeah, and also women are weak. Also, <laughs> <laughs> women can survive. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> women can't survive. Outside. What are you gonna do? You can't. You can't change nature. Okay. Yeah. When I was when women I was just don't have the same strength. <laughs> well, well, okay. Hey, God, that's actually true. And when I was um, a freshman at in college, I wrote I had an opinion column in the school newspaper. 
And I wrote an opinion column about how girls are pushed too hard in their respective sports and like the rates of, uh, I think I specifically talked about high school sports and how like the rates of injury among female athletes are like 10, 12 times higher than male athletes and how we shouldn't be like, my point in the article was that we should not be measuring like women's success based on whether or not they can do what men can do. We should just be measuring their success like in their own category. And I got a lot of hate out from bloggers and stuff. Someone called well, me. That, that, I mean, there was an, and there was an NPR story <laughs> that I listened to once about this um, Navy SEAL because they weren't, they didn't allow, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I just wanted to quickly say that <laughs> I was called by a blogger for that piece, a nattering ninny of negativism, which was the highlight, <laughs> it was the highlight of my journalistic career. Well, there was some NPR, um, there was some NPR article or story. <laughs> There was some NPR story about this woman because they didn't allow women to be... It was either, like, SEALs or Green Berets. Yeah. And she, like, stood the test of endurance and outdid... Outperformed all of her male... Um, Good for her. She deserves yeah. to be a Green Beret. So it was kind of like, oh, well, women aren't as strong, but she, you know... Sometimes they are. She did it, yeah. Sometimes they are, but, I mean, like, generally speaking, they're not, which is just science. Like, there's no point in getting around that. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, there are lots of women. And that's who... why there were so many men on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, frankly, that's probably why there were so many male survivalists. I mean, it also seems like a more <coughs> sport toward geared towards men. This show? No, like people who are like, like survivalism. Yeah, yeah. It's not a com- it's not a community with a lot of women. But one of the women like made a great point of how she wanted to see like more female survivalists yeah. and you know, she sees a lot of men on TV that she's not even that impressed with. And I was like, you go girlfriend. Yeah, I did like it that. It made me want to be a female survivalist. <laughs> you can be. Um, I don't know about that. It's, so, hard, it's hard for me to like go like two days without going to Ralph's. So <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to go like one day without going to Ralph's. <laughs> well, you live right next to Ralph's. So really lucky. <laughs> so there was, uh, we talked a lot about this, the novices. Yeah. <laughs> there was one, Adult, not adult. One, um, <laughs> they were all adults. They were all adults. <laughs> That'd be funny if it was adults and kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the kids were the survivalists. <laughs> it's a good idea for a show. <gasps> oh my god, NBC call us. They have a show to pitch to you. Let's let's set up a general. <laughs> there was um, one survivalist who I hated. The I know who you're gonna say the Boy Scout. Oh, I thought that's not who I thought you were gonna say. Um, I didn't like how he was wearing his Boy Scout uniform. I thought it was creepy. When I, I was, like seeing grown men in Boy Scout uniforms. Me neither. I hate it. No. Jake's so, shaking his head. When yeah. I was in Boy Scouts, one <laughs> of my biggest problems was the involvement of adults in the troop. I mean, of course, like... Okay. What do you mean? So, of course, that you need to have adults because they're, like, adults and everyone else. <laughs> and your kids. <laughs> you <laughs> we can't were take kids. care of yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so they needed to, like, drive and stuff like that. Yeah. But... There was a lot. There were a lot of politics in the in the adults in my troop. Like, oh yeah, I remember when I was in Girl Scouts. Yeah, yeah. And I just it just reminded me of that, and I was like, you had more f- than one adult in your troop. Well, the parents, yeah. Oh, uh, the parents. But there's like the troop. What's like I don't know what he's called anymore. The troop leader. The troop leader. The troop yeah. master. The troop master. Ours was just troop leader. Yeah, I don't think it's master. It wasn't master. <laughs> the troop master is very like order of the arrow. Yeah. The troop patriarch. <laughs> the troop lord. Yeah. There was a warlord in the show, allegedly. 
Oh yeah, that was this, the guy that I didn't like. The guy with the beard. Hi- yeah, the sniper and warlord. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like him. Me neither. I didn't like that many of them. Um, but the Boy Scouts guy was weird. Like, why was he wearing a Boy Scouts uniform? You well, stopped- the producers obviously made him do that, but. Well, then he was a good actor because he made it. He made it, he made it seem like he was really into wearing the uniform. He did. He did literally say like, "I don't just wear it on my skin. I wear it in my heart." This yeah, uniform. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure when the producers were like, I was "Maybe like, that's you should, fucking creepy." So I'm sure when the producers were like, "Maybe you should wear your Boy Scout uniform," he's like, "That's a great idea. Like, let me get it washed and pressed. Like, I'll <laughs> yeah. get it all ready." <laughs> but I don't even think he was an Eagle Scout. Yeah, maybe he was. I think I feel like he just had like a kid. He he didn't really seem like He's the a leader. Kind of, yeah, but he didn't seem like the kind of guy that was like an Eagle Scout and then, you know, still like carry those values. He seemed like one of the people that had a son that was a Boy Scout and then he got like super involved in his son's troop. Maybe. And then was like, I'm I love survival. I love Boy Scouts. I love Boy Scouts. I love the Boy Scouts. Yeah. I wear the uniform in my heart. <laughs> it was creepy. I thought he acted creepy. His partner was um the housewife who said, what's the point of taking out the trash when you have a husband? Yeah. And I thought he acted creepy towards her. Like he was like giving her weird eyes, like when they first met. And I was not about that. (laughs) There was also the, uh, the blonde bimbo from, (laughs) she self-described Malibu Barbie. Oh yeah. You know what? I thought she was funny. And then she was funny, especially during that incident. But yeah, the poor thing had a whole, Horrible allergic reaction to some fish that she ate. And like her entire face swelled. Her her, eyes were shut. Her her, eyes were swollen shut. I mean, yeah. And her partner was the like hippy dippy survivalist guy with the braids and the long beard. And he was like, yeah. And like they show like the medic coming over to her and helping her out. And he was like, you know, I'm concerned for her well-being, but selfishly, I'm glad that she decided just to take the EpiPen and not go to the hospital. (laughs) Because he wanted to win the five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the next morning she wakes up and that EpiPen did shit. Yeah. She, I mean, she was like worse. <laughs> like, who was allergic to, to fish? Who's allergic? No, 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 no. Who's allergic to fish and doesn't know? <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a bug bite. The question is not who's allergic to fish. <laughs> the question is who's allergic to fish and is not aware. But her intro in the beginning <laughs> was, was funny when she was like, I'm a Malibu Barbie. And she, she talks about just living this life. First of all, she's wearing a gown in her... Uh, See, for, <laughs> to me, this is just a good example of bad, like, like just transparent production. Like, she's, the, like, the producers were like, what's the fanciest outfit you have? Like, can we see you drinking, like, some champagne? And she's like, well, when I was 18, I was in, like, Miss Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She puts on this horribly... I have this baby blue beaded strapless thing that I, <laughs> yeah. like, wore to my fake prom. I don't know why I said fake prom. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she wears this really ugly, like, floor-length gown. And she's just like, I spend my days at the vineyard and the nail salon. And she's just like drinking wine, looking out into the vineyards and like getting a mani-pedi. And it's like, what? Throughout all the novice introductory sequences like this, I just got the sense that a producer was like, all right, like I've got a heart out of like, like we have two hours here. All right, like let's just pull this together. Like let's just get this B-roll. Like it just (laughs) felt really sloppy and just really thrown together, all of it. But that's kind of why I didn't understand why (laughs) these people were on the show because they made it seem like they lived these glamorous lives. Like she said that she spends her days, you know, at vineyards and in nail salons. And it's like, well, then it doesn't really seem like, like, what are you going to spend this money on? You know, 
or the lady from Baywatch. It's like, well, her whole B-roll was just shots of her on Baywatch. Well, once again, I think that we're underestimating how much $500,000 would, va- would would mean to these people. Like, even people who seem like they have glamorous lives or whatever. Because I think a lot of people, especially in LA and stuff, live above their means. But at the same time, I think you're underestimating, like, how much people want to be on TV. Yeah. They're all just hungry for 15 minutes of fame. Like, as a scholar of the Real Housewives Institute, I often find myself wondering why the hell anyone would go on a Real Housewives show. I mean, like, everyone who goes on, they either get divorced or, like, all of their dirty laundry. Ooh, I just cracked my finger when I was making my points. Um, Or, like, dirty laundry comes out or they go bankrupt or, like, whatever. And the answer is because they want to be on TV. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. I want to write. I want to write a script. But I also want to be on TV. I, I mean, you, 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 you could not pay me to be on a reality show. That's a fact. I, uh, my dream as a child was to be on Real World. Oh, Peter. I can so see that for you. Like, wouldn't being on Real World be so much fun? I mean, I think I it think would be torture. Fun, yeah. It would be so much fun. I would be such a bitch. I would hate everyone. I'd just save everyone. Yeah. But I could no longer be, like, the token gay. <laughs> Is that what I you can. are? <laughs> well, no, but the real world always had one. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. And Why like, couldn't she be that? Anymore? And then there would be like the coming out, you know. It's like, and how traumatic that was for you at like, fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I was sixteen. Okay. <laughs> I was still getting tons of girls at fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Stop fucking wow. laughing at me. <laughs> Get that dick wet. Get some pus. <laughs> Deep. Have you ever hooked up with a girl? Yeah. Really? What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious for a minute. Yeah, no, you have it. <laughs> yeah. So, back to it the. Smells like Worcestershire sauce. What did you say? It smells like Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire? Isn't it Worcestershire? Worcestershire. Mustard? <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. It's just Worcester sauce. No, it's not. Worcestershire sauce. It's, Worcester. it's Worcestershire. Y'all are both wrong. It's what the fuck are you talking about? You're thinking of Worcester, Massachusetts, Matt. I'm sorry, but you are. It's Worcestershire. It's, it's spelled like Worcestershire, but it's, it's Worcestershire. Worc- it's Worcester. So there's you just totally yeah. don't even say the Shire no, at the end. Not at all. You're thinking of Worcester, Massachusetts, Matt. It's Worcester sauce. Matt, no, it's not. You th- call your headband headbands band doodles. You don't know anything. Worcestershire. 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 What? Worcestershire. What? Worcestershire. What? Worcestershire. What? Worcestershire. 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 I can't hear. Worcester. Yes, you can. You dumb. <laughs> okay, so back to the episode. So they have their first challenge, which what? Was oh my god, we're still talking about it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we need to wrap this up. So, so they, they were... have their first challenge, and it's to catch fish. I thought the challenges were stupid. The, the, <laughs> it was, everything was just pretty low production value. Yeah, it was really low value. At least in Road Rules or the challenge or whatever on the MTV or like the Survivor, they were kind of like they're good challenges. But this was just like. They they had to swim across a, a small pond or whatever, although that did, that did seem a little scary. And catch fish with their and, bare and hands. That's hard. Fish are slippery. Fuckers. No, it was not hard. There were like a million. They weren't just like in the lake. But fish are really slippery fuckers. Like they're hard to just catch with your bare hands. Not if there's like experience. a ton of them. There were so many fish in each of those. I don't think it's as easy as it sounds. I didn't watch this episode. That sounds fucking hard. 
I mean, they were like real big, and they were big. Like, well, there were some little ones too. Yeah, but I feel like that would be tough. And they did have to, but they had, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I I don't know. I did. They're wriggly fuckers. Have you ever been fishing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Really? When no, you yeah, of course I've been girl, fishing. You yeah. Guys went fishing. What? <laughs> yeah, the girl <laughs> I fucked. I took fishing. <laughs> That was the date. Got her eyes and drunk on a boat. <laughs> Peter. And filleted that ahi tuna. <laughs> Slayed that puss. <laughs> Slayed that ahi tuna. <laughs> Ew. Ew, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's that, that challenge. And then so the hot the, couple wins. The hot couple wins, and then they choose the tent. <laughs> yeah, so, so they get so they get they get to decide whether they want this really nice tent with these like you know full twin bed full twin beds, real life you know really nicely done up twin beds, fully done twin beds and spa products and some fruit, and they can choose that or they can choose which other team goes to the elimination round. They're like, I don't care who goes the elimination round. We're picking the prize. But why would they care who goes the elimination round? I don't know. It's not. That, it's not that big of a deal. They're like, we won. Like we don't. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Although I. I was thinking, what if they chose that team? What if, like, what if, because so... No, 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 I think they were safe. Yeah, I know, that's the thing, though. I but was they thinking, didn't say that. No, they didn't. And so... Oh, sh- let's say who the host was. She was... <laughs> they always had her in, like, a little, like, tan safari jacket and a little yeah. scarf, like, as if she were some <laughs> kind of survivalist. <laughs> as if she were a Girl Scout. Yeah, I liked that. Um, she was Cece from New Girl. Um, so, yeah, so the team decides that the people who should... The other team that should be in the elimination round. So the team that lost was um, one of the female survivalists and her partner, who was a delivery truck driver. And then the team decide the whole group decides that the also other, a loser. Yeah, agreed. And uh, the group decides that the other team that should be in the elimination round is the people who were second to last, which was Maxwell. Oh my gosh, I just spit so much. <laughs> Sorry, I like really flew. Computer um, all over my computer. You're welcome. So they decide that the people who should win or who should go to the elimination round are the people who were like the second to last, which was Maxwell and his partner, the Zen guru goddess lady. Yeah. The earth goddess. And, um, so they do the challenge and it has to do with like a mud pit. So they get, so they get really dirty and, uh, Maxwell won, which I was really happy to see because I thought he was more memorable and more fun to watch on my screen. He was a lot better than Michael. Yeah. The name of the delivery Delivery truck truck driver. driver. Yeah. So I actually, I kind of enjoyed this. It was really stupid, but there's the doggy making noises. It was stupid, but I still gave it like two out of five. (laughs) I would give it 2.5 out of five. I I, I kind of enjoyed it. I love reality competition shows, as you know from um, my review of Stranded with a Million Dollars. Um, Yeah, so do you want to plug our socials real quick? Sure. So you can email us at pilotriotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at pilotriotpod. You can... That's Follow it, right? me on Instagram. Oh yeah. See a trip. See pictures from my upcoming trip to Mexico. Oh yeah. Are you gonna be here next week for to record? Yeah, I'll be here next okay. week. Okay. I'm only going for the weekend. <coughs> um. So Peter is. Peter hums like. Hmm. Z. Z. You can follow me S, not Z. at M-A-D-P-A-U-M-E-N. And uh, Peter and I have some exciting things coming up for the pod. So definitely keep listening. 
<laughs> We're canceling it. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Why don't you give a little hinty hint? You never do that in Hollywood. Can we edit so we can hang out? Yeah. But anyway, so keep listening. I have to leave. I know. Oh, yeah. Put your headphones back. (laughs) (laughs) So keep Keep listening. listening. We have some exciting things coming up, and there are just literally new shows coming out. I mean, we have, like, you know, we're booked up with new shows until, like, July. So, like, we're we're not, like, there's no break in the new TV pilot schedule, so we're not taking a break either. We might take, like, a week or two break. In April. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> we'll talk about that after. But uh, yeah, so keep listening. We love you guys. Love you. Miss you. Kisses. Ellie and Ellie. Bye. Raise me up in prayer. That's what Phaedra from Atlanta says. Love you.